Holy smokes. I just got off uh, an amazing uh, interview here with Kyle Stevens out of uh, Rochester, New York. And I have a question to ask you. Do you work as hard on your family as you do in your business? If your answer is no, you better listen to this episode. You don't want to miss this one. Kyle drops some incredible content throughout this about how to balance that work-life balance, how to put your family back in charge, how to become more grateful. Man, I could go on for a half hour. I'm not going to. Just listen to this entire episode. It'll change your life. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, and this podcast is sponsored by Yes Express, where we teach you how to get more yeses with less stress. So today, we have a guest on, Kyle Stevens. He's been on the podcast before. He's the owner of KDS Design Studios in Rochester, New York. He's an amazing human being. He's my brother from another mother, and I want to have a conversation with him today about what life looks like for him. So, Kyle, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Thanks, Josh. I'm doing I'm doing great, man. Things are great. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm 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 good, man. Everything's great. Everything's great. Bullshit. What? Bullshit. What are you talking about, really? dude? Is it really great? Well, or yeah, that's what, that's what I tell I, everybody. What you think? Yeah, but is is that what you think everyone wants to hear? Do you want to hear? We want to hear the truth, Josh. Oh well, that's not fun. We don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about what we show everybody, right? All the 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 the, the image out, the Instagram side of things. I'm not going to talk about the other stuff. No one wants to talk about that, right? It's so funny. It's so frustrating to me that you know, as we and and I'm sure you experience it too. You know, we speak to so many young entrepreneurs or people that have been in business for years and years, our colleagues, the people that are close to us, our family members. Hey, what's going on? Oh, things are great. Things are great. But yet, you know, deep down inside that they're all carrying and wrestling the same shit that you are. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really a superpower when you can break through those barriers and actually be humble with your peer group yeah. and say, hey, you know, yeah, man, I'm boy, you know, things are things are OK, but boy, they sure could be better. I'm really struggling with work life balance or and, um, you know, that's the power, right? That's where we can find our power is in our peer group. Don't you agree? Oh, 100 percent, dude. And, you know, it's it, to be honest, you know, <clears throat> running a business, as you know, Kyle, even run a business the same, if not longer than I have. Right. Running a business is it's work. And we want it to look amazing because we want others to think that we are ballers at this, right? Especially as men with our egos get involved so quickly. And it's a matter of always trying to show up the other person. Like you can't look weak. You can't be vulnerable. You're a business owner. You're a man. You're a blah, 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 fill in the blank, right? So the point is that is bullshit. And that's what this entire episode is going to be about. It's going to be about talking through that bullshit because we can put on that fake facade all we want and live that Instagram life to the world. But if we're hurting inside, if we're hollow inside, if we're you know struggling inside and we want to just keep it to ourselves and not be vulnerable and open up to our peer group, to our families, to everybody, we're just screwing ourselves, completely screwing ourselves and playing this game of everything is fine. It's not fine. I know every day I struggle with things and I might not make it the thing I lead with, but in my peer group and in my tribe, I'll be as honest and vulnerable as anybody. I will say it exactly as it is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what people think. All I care about is the fact that because when you say something, it's the old story of when you name it, you can tame it, but you exactly. need to speak it first. And that's the thing that's the hardest part, especially for men. Women are so much better at this. Ladies out there listening, you, know, you, you figured this out a long time ago. We're too stupid yet to do this. The point <laughs> is when you finally start to admit that, hey, maybe I don't get it all figured out. Maybe I am struggling with a certain thing. 
you know, you mentioned about work-life balance being, you know, something that you're working on. It's something I, I struggle with every day and I have to be conscious and purposeful in what I'm doing or it will get off track quick. That is not yep. like, oh, Josh figured it out. Everything's great. Josh has got all this figured out. He does because he constantly struggles. <laughs> That's why. But well, those struggles a, are where you grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, for I think for for most entrepreneurs, it's it it should be the first thing in your in your thoughts every day is how do we effectively prevent stacking all of the things in our lives and and putting so much emphasis on what we have to do instead and then and in fact lose sight of the of the gift that we have and that's actually enjoying life yes. and you know we spend so much time working all the time and it. It sometimes that becomes the, the only thing we can see. And um, so, you know, understanding that, you know, being humble with one another and opening up with one another, you know, is is basically how you keep yourself in check, how you keep yeah. things from stacking like that, you know. So recently, um, I, so as you said, I've been in business 35 years and, yep. um, you know, and, and for those don't know, and, you know, had a large company and then scaled back to a design build platform. And um, in recent, in the past recent year, I was approached by a large local uh, design build firm and they offered me an incredible job to come on board and design and sell for them. And it's kind of my retirement plan. And um, so I, I eagerly looked at it and I said, well, you know, this is going to improve my quality of life. And so I took the opportunity. It's been great. So, but the only problem is, is that now I still have my company and now I'm working for this other company mm-hmm. and I'm finding that hmm, I'm working more now than I did 10 years ago. And, you know, you're so transfixed on the things that you have to do that are right in front of you that oftentimes, you know, we lose sight of the, the what's really going on. And it wasn't until just the other day when my son, uh, who's 16, calls me and, and we sat down for, for lunch and uh, he's like, you know, I'm worried about your work-life balance, hmm. you know, and I'm worried that you're going down that path that you used to be on. And, you know, and to make a long story short, I mean, he nailed me and you're absolutely right. And, you know, oftentimes the, the, the thing that matters the most is often paying the biggest price for us to chase our dreams. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I know I've been through that struggle most of my career where I feel like I'm on a roll with something like business is good. We're being profitable. And I feel like I almost have to focus more on the business to keep that going. That's how it was for years, at least not anymore, but it was for years. Like if I don't focus all my attention on that, it's going to break. Something's going to happen. I'm going to have to come back to my family. I mean, this is the worst thing that could happen, right? Come back to my family and say, I failed all that time. I stole from you, stole from you, Kyle. I now have nothing to show for it. If you come back with lots of money, they can buy things. You think they will like you. The problem is all they ever want is is you. you. That's That's all they want. They don't yeah. want, they don't give a shit about the money, just enough to get through all that kind of yep. stuff is fine. But they would, I, I would guarantee that they would, if you've given them the opportunity, they will say, I will spend all day with you versus you giving me money because you were making money during that time and not spending it with me. You know, they don't, they right. wouldn't, they wouldn't give up the day for money. That's right. the thing. That's the yeah. true reality of it all. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And it's, you know, and it's, um, it's a hard cycle to break too. Oh yeah. Right. And, you know, we kind of jumped right into this, but it's a really hard cycle to break. And most people will, you know, when you start out, you you know, it's all hands on deck. You're doing whatever you have to, to, to earn a living. And, but at some point, you know, there's a transition from starting a business and and working for a paycheck to actually running a business. And as soon as you get to that point where you're, you know, you're building a company, you have to be mindful that, you know, you're there to run a business and running a business means allocating time for your fa- for your family, for your friends and actually having a life. Um, if, you know, if you're not able to create that, well, then you're just working for a paycheck and perhaps yep. maybe you should do that for someone else. And, yep. you know, it's uh, it's a very, very tough thing to implement for many people. And uh, to 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 actually create that work life balance, 
Um, I see uh, guys all the time. I mean, I think if you were to, you know, poll the majority of the businesses that have been been around for 10 or more years, I think that it's a very common denominator for a lot of people. And, um, you know, being able to separate and turn things off and acknowledge the wins that you've had during the day. It's something that um, I've been talking a lot with people lately is the importance of acknowledging the wins. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a long list of things we have to do, but how, you know, acknowledging the wins that you have gotten done and actually giving yourself credit for, for getting those things accomplished. And mm-hmm. if you do that, and, you know, throughout the course of your day, it, it to, at least with me, it helps shut the machine off when I get home so that I can be more connected with my family I love that and, uh, and not be so weighed down by all of those things that I feel like I have to do. So yeah. I, it's my kind of my thing is I, I always say that I want to eliminate that I just have tos in my life. I just mm-hmm. have to get this done. I just have to make this last call. I just have to do this. And at the end of the day, my son said to me, he goes, you know, we, um, you know, we, we, we appreciate how hard you work and, and we, and, and we appreciate all that you do for us. And we're glad to sacrifice time knowing that, you know, if you're, you're doing what you have to do, but you're happy, but if you're sacrificing time and you're not happy, well, then you're really taking from us. It's really not worth it. And, you know, for a 16 year old to say something like that, I was like, I don't know whether I should just, you know, you know, I mean, he just, he just nailed me. And I, but I, at the same time, I'm like, high five, you know, I mean, what the heck, where did you come from? You know, that's incredible. And you're very um, blessed. It's very blessed that he, he had the, the, the respect. It's probably the best word for it. The respect to come to his dad and say that to him and not you know, and know that he has a safe space to do that, to be able to say it. You're not going to be like, get the hell out of my way, kid, but you're, you're going to be open to it. And I bet that was nothing but humbling when he, oh, I mean, tell goodness, me how you, yeah. what emotion you went through when you heard that, like, what, what, what did your mind go through? What did you, what did you do? Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people would be quick to rebut that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's not true. You know, there's a, but this is where we're cutting through the bullshit, right? Yes, exactly. Right. And, and I sat there and I said, you know, you know, his name is Will. So, you know, Will, you're hundred percent correct, you know, and I'm a creature of habit. I've always been a doer, a grinder, you know, and I'm a people pleaser, horrible combination. So I have these obligations and I'll get out there and I'll just, I'll just work and work and work until the job is done. And, um, oftentimes, you know, you focus and you just, you lose sight of everything around you. And, um, you know, and I told him, I said, well, you know, Obviously, change takes time. However, you, we've we've talked about it. I'm acknowledging it. Now we have to take massive action to fix it. Yeah. And so immediately we started putting steps in place, and we've talked about it. And now he's my accountability partner. I love that. You know, and he's going to yeah. hold me to it because yep. at the end, really, that's all that's important. You that's know. It. Family. Um, a good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Wes Roberts, you know, recently mm-hmm. shared this. Love Wes, yeah. I uh, know. He's, he's stinking. So good. Star. And uh, he shared this thing with me. He said, you know, do we, well, well, there's a lot that we talked about, but, uh, um, but one thing that really resonated with me is, do you work as hard on your relationship as you do on your job? Boom. Hmm. Mic oh, drop right yeah. there. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So that's what I, the, now, you know, is that anything new? Not really, but I've never really looked at it like that. And yeah. I, so now every day on my way home, that's what I'm, I'm putting through my mind is okay. Yeah. You know, am I prepared to work as hard on my family as I did today? Yeah. And you know, it really is amazing how it changed my perspective. And and I have a pretty good perspective. You know, I you work do, very brother. hard on keeping my yes, you do. perspective in the right check. And mm-hmm. uh, uh but it's uh it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It uh, it and, is, dude. And I I love, you know, so many things about what, what Wes said and uh, you know, it's it's so true. Imagine just imagine listeners out there, if you would take all the focus you focus on in 
keeping your business running and keeping this thing going and all the grind that you put into it and the mental, not just the physical, but the mental time that you put into solving problems and being the best version of a leader you can to your teams. If you took that home and you put that same energy, that same emphasis, that same vigor behind making your family successful, your marriage, your kids' lives, how would life be different? Mm. That is, that's, that's the crux of it all here, right? We do this all for our families, right? The bigger goal is we work our ass off, we grind, 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 so that we can do, kind of do you know, we prove. Though? I do mean, mean, really, do we, do we, do, do we really, this is a great, this is a great question. Do we really do what we do just for our families? Well, or do, is it that we're chasing yes. this desire to scratch this itch, whether it be to be a business owner, to be self-made person, to be an artist, a creator, to be an innovator, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, we really are chasing this thing because, I mean, let's be honest, the vast majority of the, the landscape companies or the people in the green industry are incredible workers, but they're horrible business people, right? True. Most of us have no idea what our worth actually is, True. right? So <clears throat> to that point, what is it that drives us to do what we're doing now, it starts out. We all need to eat, okay? Mm -hmm. We got we we got to earn a paycheck, so we effectively master that, right? Mm -hmm. We get out there, and for me, we started cutting grass, mm -hmm. and it was out of a necessity because I owned rental property. So we started cutting grass to fix that, you know, find a solution to that. So we're cutting grass, but then I started adding more lawns, and next thing you know, now I've got employees, and I'm cutting grass. So mm -hmm. that became a business. What drove me to do the next thing? Well, geez, I'm pretty creative. I like to, I like to build things. So I start building things, and and then one thing led to another, and now you know, and so now 35 years later, you know, I've done all of these different roles. I've had all these different roles, but it wasn't until about maybe 15 years ago that I recognized. Wait a minute, I need to be a good business person. I run a yeah. business. I don't just go out there and build cool stuff, right? It's it's about running a business. So the question is, is do we really do what we do for our families? Dude. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, uh, I, so we're just going to pause right there because I've been down this track hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hard again, we're being vulnerable and, and, and raw here, right, Kyle? We're just laying it out as it is. We're not saying, Lay oh, everything's out. fine, right? So I went through an event. I love experiential events because they really help. Uh, they really help me understand things. I am a tactile person. I learned best by, that's why I was a landscaper for so long. That's why I love building things. I love working with my hands. I just love building cool stuff, right? So anyway, with that being said, I went through this event. It's called Undisputed Mastery. Um, my life coach, who well, I have coaches in all the different segments of my life because that's how I can grow the best version of me. Anyway, uh, he had an event in, in Vegas and it was a boxing event. Boxing was the metaphor, but we did beat the shit out of each other too. But the point is, mm -hmm. I realized there that I was lying to myself, that I was lying to myself saying this this whole time that you know, that this whole thing was for my family, exactly to your point. This is all for my family when really, you know what it was for? My ego. Your ego. My exactly. ego. I was feeding my ego. The more projects we got, the more money we made, the better I thought about myself, the more valuable I felt about myself. And dude, I broke down like a man broken with a whip when I, <laughs> when that hit me that I was stealing from my family for my ego, yeah. dude, stealing from them. And they will always love me. Mm -hmm. But I was not happy about myself at that point. And I came back and to your point about accountability, I came back and I actually sat down with, I, I wrote notes. I was crazy enough. God is amazing, right? Uh, the, my flight from Vegas to, to Newark was delayed by like an entire day. So I sat there after this and stewed in this. I couldn't just come back to what I was comfortable in and jump right back right. in and just kind of push this off. Not that I would anyway, but that it could just become normalized. I said, no, 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 I've got this time. God, give me this time to process this. So I wrote a letter to my wife. I wrote a letter to my oldest and my youngest son about how their father is gonna show up better, more present and focused on them and not his fucking ego anymore. And I wrote this bawling my eyes out over and over. I mean, I was a broken man by the end of it. And the craziest part is 
that galvanized my ability now to spend quality present time with my kids and to say yes to their events and say no to clients because I know what my mission is now. It's clear, crystal clear, but I was lying to myself, cloaking this entire business thing and all the different businesses I had all, all for them when it was really all for me, it was like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's what it was. And it was, I said, Oh my God, when I flipped that and I realized I was doing that, I had to kill it and I killed it. Thank goodness. (laughs) Most of my career, dude, 43 and a half yeah. years. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because with social media, we get inundated with all this, hey, look at me stuff, you know. And yeah. and the the people who have families that are in business, this will probably resonate with them. The ones who are building a business and they don't have a family yet, it this may all sound like, yeah, you know, what are these guys? What are these guys talking about, you know? But someday you may have a family. And the reality is, is that this is a common thing. I mean, it, you know, we all do this. We certainly need to survive, but we're all trying to fulfill some aspiration for notoriety or something. Mm-hmm. And whether it's to drive the nice truck or have the newest equipment or, you know, have the, you know, have your name plastered around town. There's this, this is self-gratification. Yes. And, and to your point, you know, our, your family, they love you and they trust that you are taking the time that you spend away from your home and you're being a good steward of that. And you're, they trust you and they, and they, they trust that you are going to do the best job you can to be the best provider. But oftentimes, you know, young entrepreneurs will make decisions based off of, what they feel is going to make them feel better, mm-hmm. right? Versus what actually makes sense from a value perspective. Yes. And and I and I was guilty of it. And and you know, I I never realized or recognized that, you know, how strong my prideful ways were as a young guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm guilty, guilty as charged. I made all of those mistakes. And and you know, when you're chasing the dream, sometimes it's so easy to to get lost in the chaos of work, it's a lot easier to be lost in that, in that, you know, oh, I got all this, I'm so busy, I've got so much pressure on me, I've got so much going on. It's easier to be in that space than actually be still and quiet at home with your spouse or your kids and and being able to connect with them. And especially for for men who are um who are entrepreneurs, you know, they're quick to offer a solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a relationship, you're a partner, you're, you have a partnership. And what really means to be a partner is not necessarily um, solving the problem. Okay. You're creating the solution because oftentimes your partner is capable of handling the situation. They just want you to be there with them. You know, like, you know, does my wife, does my wife need me to help her cook dinner? No, but boy, it's so much nicer if we cook together, yep. you know? And often if you've got all this pressure and all these things going through your head, it's easier to be able to lose yourself there than invest yourself at home where it's, you know, where you're more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I think that one of the biggest things that I see with um, most companies from a so on a social media platform, you know, some of the groups that we're all involved with, you know, these guys are very talented. They're starting out, but they have no idea what their worth is. And mm-hmm. and that and there's two parts to that. Number one, what your numbers are, the importance of knowing your numbers and knowing that you can't discount. Um, your numbers should be driven from what your costs are, not from what someone else's costs are. So I see all these posts, you know, hey, what, you know, how much, what's the going rate for a retaining wall or how much should I be charging for this broken flagstone patio? You know, you can throw any number out there you want, but it really doesn't matter because really what matters is how much it's going to cost you to build that yes. and how much money yes. you require for your family at the end of the day. So, it's always nice to know what the market will bear and where people are in their pricing. But really, at the end of the day, you have to know your numbers. And there's nothing worse than 
sacrificing all this time, chasing this dream that you're, you have to scratch, right? You're trying to mm-hmm. scratch, you're filling your ego and getting to the end of the year and not having any money. Yes. Or often working so hard, not being home, missing the ball games, all those family things and actually not get a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, I can count dozens and dozens and dozens of weeks in my 35 years as being a uh, uh, owner operator where I didn't get a paycheck. And it was because I didn't know my numbers. Yeah. As soon as yeah. I embraced that and and recognize the fact that I am a business owner and that that is my first priority, then that changed, you know? Uh, And then the second part of understanding your worth is knowing when to say no and walk away. Mm. That's a tough lesson, brother. It it took me a long time to learn that one, especially being a recovering people pleaser. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we all are chase. We're all Mm. in chase mode all the time. But, you know, at, and I think you and I, you know, from the sales mastery and, and through all of the classes that you're putting out, mm-hmm. um, the lesson there, the greatest lesson is, is that these people are calling you. Mm-hmm. All right. You're not calling them. They're calling you. You're the authority. You know, and you can't let somebody else value your worth. You're the only one that can do that. Yep. If you choose to give something away, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. All right. But you don't you don't drop your drawers because you feel like you want that job, or maybe it's like it's a beautiful, incredible project, and it's just this mm-hmm. your dream job. But they want you to cut your margin down, and but you know what? You're scratching, fulfilling your prideful nature does not pay bills. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and yeah. <laughs> You're, you're, I you're, could probably yeah. have paid for my college, my kids' college educations, yours on money mm-hmm. I've lost because I wanted to build something so bad. Oh, dude, you and you me know? both. You're not the only one with that uh, the disposition. Oh, when I first started out, it was like, oh, my God, this project, it's a corner lot, brand new community. They want what I got. I can mm-hmm. show off like there's the ego again. I can show them what I can do because I got something to prove. I've got uh, people. My worth comes from what others think of me. Right. So the higher they think of me, the higher I think of me. And that is one slippery ass slope, Kyle. You know it as Absolutely. well as I do, because as soon as they don't think much of you, you don't think much of you either. So that right. doesn't work. So yeah. those projects I've taken discounts on just to do exactly that. And you know, the funny part is some of those projects never turn into other projects. And I was like, yeah. oh, so yeah. I took that loss because I wanted that corner lot where that homeowner made sure they sold it to me. Like if a client comes to me in the old days and was trying to sell their project to me and be like, it's a corner lot. You're going to love this place. I can't wait for you to see it. I was like, okay, I'll be out. I'll be out tomorrow. I'll be out. This is so good. So good. And then all of a sudden you get so emotionally invested that you start making poor decisions to your point. It wasn't until I started working with Vander Coy and Charles over there with their multiple overhead recovery system. And back in 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. when I started to see exactly what you're talking about, about knowing numbers and then, you know, to go through 0809 and the crash and we made it through, we stayed in the black squeaked by in the black as we moved through there, because when a client would say something, they say, Oh, it's a corner lot. Good. Here's the price. Oh, that's, I, what, can you give me a discount? Like, no, that price is the price. There's only three Absolutely. ways to change that price. And either you're going to sweat equity this thing and you're going to get out and do all the demo work for us. Nothing else. Demo work only. Get it prepared for us. You save some money there. You're going to change scope. Okay. Which feature do you want us to take out, Mrs. Jones? Or the third is I can go from those nice pavers or natural stone into concrete. Some other way or gravel. Something else to make that patio cheaper. There are your three levels, levers, Mrs. Jones. Which one would you like to pull? That's the only way your price is going to change because my price is my price. But I learned that just like you did the hard way. Yep. You know, it's funny because, the you know, the, the guys that have been around for a minute obviously will, you know, immediately connect with Vanderkoy. But that was a hard system to, to uh, you know, to initiate back then. Oh, yeah. Then. <laughs> okay. It was like rocket was science. Spreadsheets yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. you know, you had to have, you know, you know, the big calculator and you had it in. But now it's not that hard. It's oh, so cake. simple now. Yep. You've got West with synced up. You've got LMN. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got Aspire. You've got these systems out there now that are incredible. 
And they actually, well, like, well, for Synced Up and with uh, LMN, they're, they were written by landscapers. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. In our language. So they get it. Yeah. You know, they make it super easy for you to create budgets and, yeah. and understand what it actually costs you to be in business. And, um, you know, it's funny because people ask me all the time, you know, um, you know, why would you, why would you, you know, go to work for this other company. And, you know, why would you do that? You know, you've, you've got such a great thing going. And there's a couple, there was a couple reasons for that. Uh, the company I joined is Josh Landscape and uh, here in, in upstate New York in the Rochester area. And there's, I've known the owner for 15 years. And um, we basically, what it comes down to is we basically are all on the exact same road. Right. Yeah. Every yeah. one yeah. of the the listeners listening to this, we're all on the exact same road. Mm -hmm. We're just different. We're just in different positions on that road. And for me, you know, he offered an opportunity for me to jump ahead about 10 blocks yeah. and, you know, and and in jumping ahead 10 blocks, it gets me closer to my retirement. Right. Yeah. Which is my yes. goal, mm -hmm. my end goal. What's my exit strategy? And so he solved that that problem that I had. Okay. But the only reason why I would even consider it is because of the intentional focus that this company puts on knowing their numbers as a, on a company level. Yeah. Everyone, there's transparency. You sit down every week, you review the numbers, you review the budget, you review the incoming sales, you know exactly what's going on. And, and then you can plan. So you're not reacting, you're, you're preparing. And, you know, I know that this company, because we we openly look at the numbers and we review them consistently every week, I know that they have my best interests at heart, yeah, yeah. you know, because they're going to be able to withstand a recession. They're going to be able to adapt because they live and die by their numbers. The big difference is, is that's a very transactional company mm. and I'm a more of a transformational person. Yeah. So, you know, that's a that's a little bit of an adjustment for me. But, um, yeah. you know, the other thing that uh, um, has helped and I think that you can um, relate with this a lot, too, is that it's all about having good mentors. Yeah. You know, you've got to have you've got to have good people around you, whether they're business people, whether it's somebody, you know, somebody outside of business that you hold in high regard that is there to help you and lift you up that don't have any other agenda, yep. you know, that they just really, truly want to see you succeed. And, and I think that if we look around and we look at our peer group, you know, we all help each other. We're all, yep. you know, investing in one another and all of us have elevated our position in the last several years. Yep. You know, I mean, think about, just think about where you've come. Now you work really hard, but just think about where you've gotten. It's all because of these opportunities and these influencers in your life that have invested in you. you know? Dude, I, I, I could not agree anything any more than that. You know, again, back to the, the way we started this podcast with it being this fake facade. If I went around and said, look at me, I did it myself. This is amazing. Look how awesome I am. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're 43, you're, you're financially free. You own multiple businesses. You travel all over the world. And don't have to think about it. Like, oh, that look at me. I'm like, no, that's because I have all those things in my life now because I got to stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm, exactly. I got to stand with other men and women in my life that started with my parents and moving all the way through. And, and as I started to grow, I'm like, okay, I want to do Ninja Warrior. I got a coach. Like, okay, I want to, I want to make sure my sales process is as dialed in as possible. Years ago with master plan, I hired a coach. I, I have a life coach who was kind of like my overarching coach. He's my life and business coach. He has been for over four years now. I have coaches. If I want to go boxing, I have a coach. I have Caesar. I go to him, right? I go to these men and women because I want to know that I can fast track my time. I only have so many breaths to take on this planet, Kyle. God willing, I'll have a hundred years of, of, of give and impact in, in, in humanity, but that's on God. That's not on me. Right. So I'm here to give whatever it takes now, but in order to get there faster and become the man that can help and impact and empower as many human beings as I can, as that's my mission. 
I have to grow. And if these men and women have already been there, why would I want to recreate the wheel? Why would I not want to hire somebody or bring them in? And it's not always about money. You know, when I started yeah. in real estate, my, my mentor, well, I didn't have a mentor at the time when I first started out, I was looking for one and uh, one appeared. They always say when the student is ready, the, the mentor appears, right? The student mm-hmm. was ready. And my mentor uh, jumped right in and, and he helped me out to understand a lot more about the real estate side of things. And we, he came to me and he said, do you want to partner on a deal? And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. Like, of course, like I yeah. want to learn from you. So we then started, you know, building a, an empire as well that way together. And what I learned from spending time with him and him just giving, and it wasn't a monetary, I didn't pay him to do that. Right. But he knows, like I know, and like, you know, that money is the lowest form of currency. Right. So when it comes down to it, everyone needs to make money to survive. I get that. But after about 75 to a hundred thousand dollars in an income a year, your needs are met for the most part. Right. Anything after that now becomes nice. Right. So you don't, you're not worried about survival anymore. You're actually worried about how can I finally live the true version of myself? That's when that starts to happen. Well, you know, we started working together and, and like I said, with all the different mentors in my life and they've sped up, they've, they've, like Tony says, like Tony Robbins says, they've helped me compress decades into days. And I've been able to scale. So in like three, four, five years, I've done what most men don't do in a lifetime, but it's because of me volunteering and helping them. It's taking over certain roles that I'm not really that excited about, but I'm willing to learn about and to, to, to be, to be a value in the team. And next thing you know, we're I'm, it's like, I have access to like all these people that are doing ridiculous things that I only hope I can get to, but now I know I'll be there in two years. Right. You know, it's, it's funny too, because, you know, I'm, you know, those who don't have never had a mentor or, or struggle to find a peer group, um, you know, it all starts with humility Yeah. Oh, because no one. one's going to help somebody that's full of shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And don't, don't, you know, and, and, um, you know, respect is not something that's purchased, you know, respect is not yeah. something that, it's you know, earned. you, you get by, uh, by showing off, right. Respect yeah. is earned. And if, if you're looking for a mentor or you're, or you're looking for somebody to help you in business and you call uh, a competitor, all right. And you say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this, you know, be, I'd be curious to see how many of them say, well, you know, if, if they have the time to talk to you at that point, if they'll offer you suggestions or if they'll shut you right down. Yeah. My guess is that most of us are here to help. We're all yeah. here to help because we're all wrestling with this exact same problems. And, and, and I bet you almost anything they call up here and, and say, hey, you know, man, I'm really having trouble finding people. What have you been doing lately? Do you have any tips to help you, you know, recruit new people? People are willing to share their time, provided that you're not, you know, you're not fulfilling some trumped up ego, right? If yeah, you're humble exactly. and you're honest about it, yep. man, it's it's really a powerful thing. But that's what it takes. It takes humility. Hey, I, you know, listen, I want to learn how to box and I don't know a thing about it. Yep. Right? You got it. Okay. I, this is here's how I like to say it. Exactly. Here's how I like to say it. Today, I want to suck at something new. Yeah. That's how you become humble. I do this all the time. For instance, heading out to a horseback riding event that I'm doing in uh, Colorado next week, I head out Wednesday. I'm taking, going out with my wife. She's been on a horse since she was a child, eight years old. That is like her thing. I have looked at horses from a distance, right? That has not been my thing. So she says to me, and we went out to this ranch two years ago with the family and we had an amazing time. I got there, I'm like, all right, it's gonna be her thing. We're gonna sit here for a week. We're stuck on this mountainside. Like saboteurs started kicking up. Like I had all these negative thoughts about it. I get there and I'm like, you know what? No, this is not how you work, Joshua. You, you go in and you play full out and you get everything you can from the experience, right? And even if it's not what you think it's gonna be, you just go and give it your best and you always get the best from it. So. We went out to this event and uh, it was a week long and we're, you know, out with horses through the, the mountains and just beautiful scenery. We did an overnight backpacking trip out by the end, Kyle, when I got off my horse and, and untacked that horse for the last time, I was crying because oh, I didn't want to leave. 
And I was like, yeah. this is not my thing. Why, 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 why are these horses able to do this? And they, but it wasn't just the horses. It was the time spent with my wife. with something she absolutely loves. You can see it just, it resonates in her heart. So mm -hmm. now we're going back out two years later to do the, the cattle, uh, um, wrestling. So right, not wrestling. So that's the wrong way to say yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Well, and we're going to actually, uh, uh, wrangle them up out of the, out of the mountains and bring them down into the corrals for the different companies and stuff. So I said, you know, what I don't want to do is go out to this event and be the weakest person there because I don't know anything about horsemanship, right? So I, I don't want to do that. So I started to train over, I don't know, but I think it's three, four months now. I've been training weekly with a lady that, uh, and, and multiple horses, multiple teachers. So I get a good mix of different opinions. Um, and now I get on a horse and yesterday was my last lesson before we leave. And we did walk, uh, trot and canter and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm not great at any, any of it, but I, I understand that I'm dangerous enough to go and have a good time. But I say that because I had to humble myself. I had to humble yeah. myself and say, you know what? I don't know anything about this. And they, they would yell at me like don't do it this way do it that way and I, I had to be the dumbest one in the room and if you continually keep working that into your lifestyle and like for instance the boxing or this or whatever else it might be that you want to train for or do if you are okay and you can humble yourself to become that person dude there's nothing that can stop you because you can always go back and remember what it was like in kindergarten you know that's i'll never forget this dude i was sitting in my first upw in chicago and mm -hmm. Tony Robbins stands up from the room the huge man as he is just so much power and energy. And he says to the room, how many people out there have a fear of failure? Put your hand up. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm not putting my hand up because if anybody knew that about me, like that's my thing. I own that. No one else mm -hmm. on this planet owns that. Only I own that. That's my story. No one else can have that. 90% plus of the room put their hands up. I'm like, oh damn it. Then he said, all right. How many other people are, have, uh, are scared of what other people think about them? I'm like, oh boy, here's another big one. Here's a, I can't put my hand up. What are they going to think if I put my hand up? Right? Right, right, right. 90 plus percent of the people put their hand up and I'm like, oh shit. So you're telling me the story that I keep telling myself that I own isn't even my story. <laughs> Everyone else has the same story. He went on like a yeah. bunch of these things and it was uncanny how everybody was struggling with the same mental thing. And I was like, it's, it's, Damn. it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not worthy. Mm, yes. Right. Yep. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm a phony. Yeah. Right. Imposter. All those things. Those are, yeah. those are common denominators for a lot of people. I, yeah. I, the vast majority of the people yes. out there. And you and, don't own that. I don't own that. And that was the lesson for me. Cause I'm thinking yeah. like, I own that. Like everyone else would laugh at me if they knew that. But they're all going through the same thing. That's right. That's right. And and um, to that point, you know, the other thing is the mindset is where your mind is. So I'm going to back before I get into that. I want to just say that our friendship doesn't go back decades. OK, however, it does go back quite a ways. I mean, so I've been I've been around in your life you know, Ninja Warrior stuff, you know, the box, you know, all of these different things. And the one thing that I love, absolutely love about you is like the boxing. I I, I specifically remember you telling me, oh yeah, I'm I'm training I'm you know, I'm I'm training for some boxing. I'm gonna I'm getting into boxing. And I sat there and I thought to myself, hmm, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm training for American Ninja Warrior. I'm like, huh. Okay. You know, I didn't see that coming. But you know what's great is that when you start, you finish. Yes. You do it. You actually do it. And and that's one of the things I absolutely love about you. And it's it's inspiring, right? Thank you. Um, what I was gonna say prior is um it's you know, your mindset and most people struggle with, you know, ah, you know, things are never going to get any better. You know, it's never going to change. You know, I, I work so hard and, you know, I want to be able to be that guy to come home and, and separate work from home. And I want to be that guy that doesn't have to work seven days a week or I want, but it's never going to change. I don't yeah. see this ever getting any better. And, you know, we've talked about this on the, uh, the last time I was on. And it's all about perception. And for most of us, we stack all of the missed expectations or 
mm-hmm. or the disappointments in our lives. So we stack them up and eventually the pile comes down. And usually the one thing that's put on top of the pile, that last thing, it could be the smallest thing, gets the brunt of all of those disappointments. And oftentimes it's our family, yeah. you know. Um, but changing your perspective is so, it's really so simple. And and it doesn't require much work at all. But life and running a business, being a, being a uh, uh, you know, a spouse, um, a partner, uh, having kids, you know, all of these things in life are always taking. Everything is taking something from us, you mm-hmm. know, but our emotional bucket is only capable of carrying so much. Mm-hmm. So if, if these things are all taking, all of these requirements are taking from us, what are we doing to fill that bucket back up? Yeah. And, and, and I've shared with you, it's a simple exercise of picking things daily in your life that you take for granted. And whole, I wholeheartedly thank God for those things. You can thank the universe, you, the birch, whatever you want to do. But mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly thank God for those things as gifts because really I deserve nothing. Yeah. And but yet I'm surrounded by opportunity. I'm surrounded. I live in a, an amazing country. I'm surrounded by people who, you know, actually value what I'm capable of creating. I mean, those I yeah. mean, I go on and on and on. There's so many things to be grateful for, but very seldomly do we actually acknowledge them. And so I make it a point. I do five things. I used to do 10. OK, if you're pro, are you, you slacking? 10. Dude, no, I'm just, just before you get into this, this is a gigantic for the listeners. This is like a major, major nugget he's going to drop on you right now. And when he dropped this shit on me, he changed my life. So I'm just telling you right now, this man is, is all about this right now. And he is a master at it. Go. OK, I appreciate that. So <laughs> so years ago, the background is, is years ago, I remember I realized I reckon about 20, 22 years ago now, I recognized that I was. I was the friend to God that only called when I had when he when I had something heavy to move, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I'd found myself in a bad situation and I'm like, oh man, God, if you could just help me out here. Well, I don't know what to do, you know. But I never actually, you know, recognized the things that he was doing all the time around yeah. me just because he loves me, mm-hmm. right? And, and those that aren't spiritual, we can just say, well, you know, you've just got so many opportunities around you and you, you know, you can cater that to whatever you need to, to make feel comfortable. But for me, it's, you know, it's a spiritual thing. And so I made a, you know, I made a pact with myself that I would start every day by picking 10 things in my life that I took for granted. I'd wholeheartedly thank God for those things as gifts and, um, and that's how I'd start my day. And I wouldn't ask for anything for myself, but I certainly could ask for things for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was outward. And, and, you know, for those who question whether or not it does anything, what well, God does, God, um, honors a grateful heart. And mm, for sure, what, what happens is, is what happened to me is that opportunities started falling in my lap and I started getting favor with clients and provision. And, and the biggest thing is that I developed um, because I was living my life out of gratitude and not expectation. I was able to deal with problems much, much more fluidly and, and gracefully rather than be riddled with anxiety and stress and lose my temper. And uh, which was a common platform Mm -hmm. in my life at that point. So over the last 20 years, I've shared that with oh, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And, and truly, it is amazing. And the power in it is this, is, and this is where it's a little, it's a little tricky for people. But um, if you pick 10 things, you have to pick 10 new things every day. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no repeats. You can, you can be grateful for your family, your friends, your, you know, whatever, the, you know, whatever it is, your dog, whatever it is. Every day, which is always a good thing, but you need to pick 10 new things every day. So what happens is, is about day 10, um, you start to find yourself looking throughout the entire day for the things to be grateful for the next day. And that's, that's the shift. That's That's the the shift of perspective. And if, and without actually moving your feet, your glass went from being half empty to half full. Mm. So 
it opens you you up to opportunity in ways that you never imagined were possible. And so now what I've done is I've done a little twist on it because I, you know, I've done it so long. I've also dummied it down a little bit uh, to five things versus 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I actually have a, a little form that I send people now to help track it. Okay. And basic, basically what we do is, you know, every day you jot down your five things that you're grateful for. And then you acknowledge the things in your life that are wins mm. and, and congratulate yourself for the things that you have gotten accomplished. And because it's equally as important as, as being grateful. Mm-hmm. is to give yourself credit because, you know, most of us are, are our worst critics, right? For sure. And um, uh, at the end, anybody who wants that sheet, I'll be glad to send it to them. They just drop me an email and I'll That's be awesome. glad to forward it to them. But that change in perspective is how you get through those barriers of, ah, things are never going to change. It's never going to get any better. And that is absolutely the most uh, powerful thing that's ever happened in my life. And quite frankly, I, I attribute that to our relationship, to all of the relationships that have, have um, come about since Um, it's really, it's really quite, quite amazing. Um, Back during COVID, I, I recognized that, um, and I may have shared this with you. I'm I'm sure I did, but I may have recognized, or I, uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, back during COVID, I um, I recognized that, you know, we had kind of, the society had kind of, we'd been all been so split, you know, we're all split and divided now, you know, and mm-hmm. everyone was so worried about reaching out or any contact. Everyone was kind of closed in. Mm-hmm. And um, so much like you, um, you know, we have a huge circle of influence yeah. and, I was, I was now that I'm, I'm working with this new firm, especially I have a lot of drive time. And so now part of my, my gratitude and wind journal is I pick one person every day in my life that has been a touch point. It could be a client. It could be, you know, a past friend or just somebody I met, whatever. And I think about how they impacted my life and, and because as insignificant as it may have been, it is a touch point and their relationship in some, some facet had an impact on me, you know, yes. our paths crossed. Right. So basically what I do is every day I pick somebody and, and I wholeheartedly thank God for them. I say a quick prayer for them and, you know, pray that they're doing well and that, you know, they have everything that they need and, uh, and just really send good, you know, feelings of appreciation to them. And then I pick up the phone and I call them mm. and, and I, I say, Hey, you. I, you know, yep. today you're, you're my guy for whatever reason you're on my heart. And I just want to tell you, you know, even talking in years or whatever it may be that I appreciate you. And I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that our paths crossed way back when or whatever. And that's it. And uh, the best is if it's a, if it's a voicemail, because, it's always a little awkward when people feel like they have to reciprocate, you know? So, but, um, but that's been, that's been also really, really helpful for me. And, um, and that's really where truthfully this whole, you know, fake facade thing has really shown because almost every time when I call that person, almost every time, there's something that they're carrying or they're wrestling with in their life that, you know, they just need to talk about it. And yeah. it's really, it's really an amazing thing. So I, I, I consider that to be kind of a divine steering, you know, it's not really me. It's really, you know, God kind of using me to connect with people, but uh, I would encourage you to try it, you know, and, and the listeners, if, if you've got a big phone log, like I got like, 10, I don't know, 8,000 people in my phone, mm. You know, I just, you know, sometimes I just randomly go through and just hit a button and call. Yeah. And uh, it's really incredible. It's really incredible. I've gotten some great work out of it, too. I'm not going to lie. People have said, hey, you know, yeah. we've been thinking about calling you. We got this, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, Dude, uh, I'm, I love when I see my phone. It says Kyle Stevens on my phone. It pops up. I'm like, 
here's my boy. <laughs> right. And then you're like, dude, this is no bullshit listeners. Like he does this really, this isn't something he sits here and tells you about what would be ideal. Like this man does this and you'll just see it pop up and I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought about Kyle in a little while. I wonder what he's up to. And then he's like, Hey man, just spreading love. That's all. Just see what you're up to. And I'm like, Oh, let's have a conversation. He's like, no dude, just spreading love. <laughs> he's yeah, like, gotta yeah. go. <laughs> Giving but, you a phone hug. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's so beautiful that you do that, man. And and the gratitude side of things I've implemented, I didn't do the 10, uh, but you, you're absolutely right. And that's something I learned on my journey as well with how much, how, how many beautiful things are around us every single day that we take for granted and that we don't think about. And, And when I started to think about, you know, gratitude and being grateful for things as part of Tony's priming is to think of three things that you're grateful for. I kept thinking of the same three things. I kept thinking yep. over and over about it and it kind of wore it out. And then I met you at the UPW in Poconos, right? The one we threw yep. and and you dropped that bomb on me. Like, but the rule is you can't use the same 10 twice. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm like, now yeah. I got to go and I got to look for new cool things every day. And then my, my RAS and, you know, particularly activating system started looking for cool stuff all over yeah. the place. And I'm yeah. like, holy moly, I know tomorrow morning I'm going to have to come up with 10. So I, I've kind of been down the five or 10 now, but I've started writing a journal every night so I can unpack that, yeah. you know, today and write it down and things that I'm grateful for. And then this conversation will be something that will definitely go into that journal tonight about something that I'm, I'm capturing uh, from my day that I absolutely loved. And just to remind myself about how truly blessed God has made my life and you know, how, how we've moved through and, and how so much of my life, I never thought about it. And now all I see is beauty and abundance all around me and in people because I've rewired my brain for it. And that was, that was something you actually have to do. You weren't just born with it. I wasn't born with it. I had to rewire that brain. I had to focus on the filter. I see the world through my filter could be doom and gloom. My filter could be beautiful rainbows and unicorns. That is my choice, my filter. And thinking about gratitude is the fastest way to get you to the beautiful side of life. And to do it like Kyle's saying right now is just magical. So uh, Kyle, I could talk with you all day long about this. I'm glad that we went through and that we broke down this whole fake facade bullshit. So if you're out there telling everybody, yeah, everything's great. Everything's perfect. You know what the other person's saying? Bullshit. Bullshit. They all know everyone struggles with stuff. So just drop the bullshit and say, guys, look, everything's good. I got a couple of things I need to work on. You think you can help me with this? Even if it's a competitor, whatever, we train competitors, you know, here at Yes Express, we train competitors that are within a a, a softball's throw from my office. I don't care. This is about impacting and empowering our entire industry, not just about making me money. That's not what it's ever been about. So the reality is that if you drop the facade, if you start to show up without ego, if you start to ask good questions, if you can become that that kindergartner again and suck at something new today and humble yourself down and look at life through the, the, the lens of gratitude, like Kyle mentioned today, everything changes. And you know, the best part it's free. Yeah, it sure is. It is. And then imagine what's going to happen in your business and in your life and in your family and in your future and the kind of legacy you leave. It's all how you see the world. That's the secret. And it's a challenge, you know, it's 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 a a challenge challenge. and I dare anybody to try it. I dare anybody to try it. I double dog dare you there. Anybody to do it 10 days. And I triple dog dare you to do it 30. Oh, if you get to, if you get to 30 days, oh man, (laughs) your life is going to change. hundred percent. There's no doubt. It is just, just the way it is. And it is. is. So that's great. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Brother, I, I always love and respect hanging out with you and chatting. And I just, uh, I know that the listeners got a ton today. I got a ton today. Just hearing your message again, just lights my soul back up. I love it. So, all right. You mentioned that you would send that sheet to people that, uh, the yeah. worksheet, um, yep. what's the best way for them to reach out for that worksheet? It's a free they sheet. Can I, send me, uh, for any contact, the best yeah. way to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me through Facebook, Kyle D Stevens with a V or uh, you can email me at kdsdesignbuild at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to send you that uh, that form. The goal is, is that uh, ultimately I'm going to refine it and create an app. Mm-hmm. And um, that way we can just share it and spread it around the world and, and uh-huh. um, include photos. I want to be able to include photos in on the app so that you can have a daily log and a monthly log of it. But you can track uh, your progress. And, too, yeah. and with that being said, if, you know, if people, you know, are having trouble and they want to have a chat, 
you know, I, my, uh, my phone is always available and, and I'm always eager to help people succeed and conquer the barriers in their lives. So I love that about you, brother. Absolutely love that about you. And thank you for spending your most precious asset with us today, your time uh, mm -hmm. to bestow uh, your knowledge and what you've learned over your years in business and life. And uh, as always, man, I'm always so, so privileged to have you here. So thank you, Kyle. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate it. So guys, appreciate if you got, you. yep, same here, brother, right back at you. So guys and gals out there, if you uh, found some value and I'm sure you did in this episode and you have somebody that has that this reminds you that maybe they could benefit from hearing it, just share it with them. It's free. And if you get the opportunity, it would make a big difference for us and be able to continue this kind of conversation in our industry. If you leave us a review on either Apple or Spotify about the podcast and how it's helped you, if you drop some information in there, that'd be amazing because so many people read those before jumping on a podcast to see if it's valuable enough. So if you see that, that's amazing. If you don't, that's okay too. Just keep tuning in. We've got a ton of awesome people like Kyle that are coming on to help us. Our goal is to impact and empower our industry. And that's what it is. And it's not always just about the nuts and bolts about planting trees and throwing pavers at the ground or digging footers or any of those kinds of those are all important but if you don't get your mind right you don't get your sales process right you don't get your communication right you just may end up at the end of your life only with money mm. so till next week peace out <laughs>